All right. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the weekly market update. Uh, we got a lot of things to cover this week. Uh, this time, a lot of things are starting to slowly open up. And so it gets very exciting, especially as we come into the summer months. Uh, and there's a lot of you know, uh, anxiousness of people wanting to go out, whether it's to go out to grab uh, food, to eat, eat at restaurants, or to go out on vacation. It's going to be really interesting to see how the counties are going to be opening up the different phases. So the very first thing I'm going to cover this time would be related to the latest updates from the different counties. Um, so what was interesting when the shelter in place took place, um, many of the counties were pretty aligned as to basically locking everything down in, in unison. Now what's interesting is you know, every county has their own dynamics and some are going to be taking it more cautious uh, than others, while others can't wait to open up. So it's going to be very important where just in, within 10 minutes of a drive, you'll be able to get from one county to another and the rules may be drastically different. So uh, the latest updates is we're all through phase two and many different parts are going to be going through phase three in the near future. But there's so many different counties and they all will have their own policies. There's no more unison that's happening anymore, which is really interesting. Um, some like Napa, a lot of the restaurants are allowed to be open. And so they can at least have 25% capacity. However, it's up to the restaurant to decide, well, is 25% even worth opening? So you have this dilemma where the county is now getting more loose, but restaurants have to think of it from their business model, whether that makes sense or not. Some of the things that are just kind of bizarre is related to the county now allows for curbside pickup at some stores. Like most people are getting delivered. So I'm not sure what the purpose of this is. I'm not sure who would want to do curbside pickup at like a Kohl's or something. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see and hopefully accelerate these different things. A lot of it has to do with how the local county uh, health professionals, they all have their own health officers. They're all clearly, as they should be, very is, are very conservative, but there's different counties that are going to be opening up faster than others. So be on the lookout for that. I suspect that we may be opening up a little bit faster than what we may expect, especially for restaurants and, and depending on how things uh, continue to play out related to the number of cases. I think it's also very important that the number of cases does not only mean that things are getting worse. A lot of it has to do with mortality because we're doing more testings. Of course, we're going to have likely higher cases. But the question is, well, how bad are those uh, cases and who does it affect? So it's going to be a really interesting exercise, especially given um, the summer time frame that people are really anxious to go out and and uh, go back to normal. So that's a little bit of the update of, of the Bay Area counties opening up, and it really depends on the counties. So check your local county in terms of what the current process is. This should be of no surprise for many people that have been tuning in over the last several weeks. Mortgage rates hit now another all-time low. We're at 3.24%. Now keep in mind, this is, or sorry, the average rate is for 30-year fix is 3.15%. Now, this is the lowest ever recorded in history over the last 50 years. Do note that there are certain banks, such as like Wells Fargo, that has fantastic programs when it comes to uh, putting at least $250,000 down on a property. 
there are relationship banking discounts that Wells, a company like Wells Fargo has, which makes that rate even lower. I have a client that will be putting about $500,000 down and they're getting about 2.75% for a 30 year fix. So the rate is actually could be lower than what you may uh, think. And it just depends on what kind of programs the bank themselves have. But there should be no surprise. I, I suspect that this we're going to keep hearing these new headlines every single week, even though it may just tip uh, slowly downwards. But I suspect this will keep happening. Um, but it's not for certain. You, if, you know, if you're on the fence, you may as well take this as an opportunity because we are at the lowest in history. Next, jump in mortgage applications for home purchases show buyers are back. It's been the case for a while. What's interesting is if you look at the figures, purchase applications last week were 6.7% higher than a year ago. So same time last year, there's even more now. Now, it's a combination of two aspects. One, people are you know, clearly more confident now than they were weeks ago or if not months ago. So there is that aspect. Interest rates are incredibly low versus a year ago. I believe interest rates may have been at least 0.75% higher. So substantial uh, decrease over a year ago. And also there was that pent up demand of people that were just really scared or, or locked, locked up uh, in, at home that they weren't interested. So there's a backlog of people too. But it is interesting if you compare right now versus what it was before that we do have a significantly more buyer activity and those that are willing to go through purchase applications than the same time last year. Uh, a couple other things. This is, should be no surprise as well if you if you listen to the previous ones. Um, newly pending sales are, are up almost 50% from the same period in April. So... So inventory will continue to hit new lows. I'm going to share showcase the data about the different counties. This time we're actually looking at a couple of other ones. I'm actually including San Francisco prices this time because I, I'm getting questions. And I'm getting my thoughts too of, well, what is the impact of San Francisco as a specific hub and a specific area versus the rest of the Bay Area? They all have, they're having their own market dynamics. So it's going to be important for you to actually see those figures. And then you can come to the conclusion that you, you would want to come up, up with. But as you can see, real estate has certainly picked up. I'll show the local data of this momentarily. Next. Um, so summer seems like it's a new home buying season. You know, this time around, I think a lot of people are still a lot more scared of, doing any sort of travel when it comes to flying. Well, there was an interesting report that I saw. RV sales are through the roof. Significant demand because people can clearly just rent an RV or buy an RV and they can drive all over the, the US. So, so that's an interesting modality. I suspect camping uh, will also continue to increase in terms of that type of uh, travel. But I suspect things because of how lockdown has been during March and April that we're just having delayed home buying season, which is traditionally the springtime. People are not going to travel. People, the kids are going to be out home. So it's, it's going to likely just be a delayed home buying season. So now the summer is a new home buying season. And so you'll see that through the data as well, but things have seemed to have just been delayed then skipped altogether. Now let's take a look at into the data itself. Because 
please always show what is actually happening um, in the current landscape. I've actually changed this format slightly. In the past, what I did was I did it from Saturday. Sorry, I did from like a Sunday to Saturday. So just weekend over weekend. But I realized I was always doing these shows on Friday. So I was always missing one or two days. And for whatever reason, I ever thought of just changing all the previous data. So now I, I'm, I'm changing it completely. So what I do is I go from uh, Friday to Thursday. So that way, you'll get, you'll, every week it's going to be consistent in terms of the figures and there's no missing days. So I think it'll also be helpful for, for yourself to then be able to see, okay, well, this is all as of yesterday, um, but it looks at the previous weeks. So it's all, there's no missing dates is the, is the idea. So I'm going to look at three uh, areas this time. And I'm always, starting now, I'm always going to look at the two different areas for sure, San Mateo and Santa Clara, because they all, they are very different in terms of their dynamics. Um, and then we'll talk, we'll look at this time SF residential. I have several, uh, clients that are interested in buying in San Francisco. And then there are several others that are looking to sell. So I personally wanted to see the data. Well, we all hear the news of people going away from dense locations and get, getting into the suburbs. So I wanted to see, is it really true or is it just a clickbait headline? You'll see that momentarily. Now. Let's look at the San Mateo residential. So what I did was I looked back pre-shelter and I didn't want to do everything for all of April. So you can see I pulled up the data by week uh, for May. So you can see pre-shelter levels. We had about 180, 152 new listings uh, a week. And at this point, there was a there was a, there was was a fortunate spike when it came to the, the occupied houses being able to be shown, which was on May 4th. So you see that spike at 137. Uh, for that week, but you can see what happened after it's pretty much just stabilized. So the thought of, oh, all of a sudden a bunch of new listings are going to flood the market. Um, is not that, a, it's not, it's not, uh, an accurate assessment given what you see here, at least in San Mateo County. So I'm not seeing that mad rush of new inventory. I suspect we're going to be around this level, maybe even lower. Um, we'll, we'll see over the weeks, but this is, this is a current figure, which is not a lot. I mean, of all of San Mateo County and how big San Mateo County is, there's only 115 new residential listings a week. And you can see the absorption amount. So the, the previous week, we had more going pending than new listings. But you can see even these at these levels, it's still, a very, it's still very close, as in, which means there's very low inventory and people are absorbing as much as they can. This figure would be higher if there was more properties because a lot of people are actively looking but they can't find uh, any properties to get in contract of. So it, it makes it really interesting. And because of that prices, as you can see, initially when they did this report about two weeks ago, it really shot up all the way up to about 2 million. And during that time, my forecast was, I, I suspect it's going to be higher than previous months, but it'll likely drop. And as you can see, when we're getting close to the end of May now, it's still higher than previous months. So prices have certainly increased but it wasn't as high as that 2 million mark previously. Now, keep in mind, this is an average of single family condos and townhomes. So this is not only single family prices and, and they're already at about $1.85 million on average. So something really interesting, especially when you're looking at San Mateo County, still very competitive, not very much inventory. Um, it is what it is. Now, let's take a look at Santa Clara 
properties. So Santa Clara, as you can see, it's a little bit better uh, when it comes to the numbers because it's, it's, it's much larger in general in terms of the county size. There's also just, uh, it's just purely, it's just larger, which is the, the main difference. So there's more opportunities for those. Now, as you can see, pre-shelter levels were at 419 and now we're at about 329. There wasn't actually a spike when the shelter in place, uh, the occupied houses were able to be seen. So there was no spike during that time. And you just keep week over week, it's about the same. There hasn't been very much change. So we're at about 24% less than the pre-shelter level. So something important to see. But same same challenges, which is the absorption. See the number of that are going contingent and pending versus the number of new listings. So this has continued to cause a lot of strain in the market. So I suspect prices will continue to increase. Don't expect too much of new listings. Like I don't know what catalyst that they will all of a sudden be released at. Because if they were planning to sell, I, I suspect they would have done it by now, especially when they see these prices where they're basically at many times all new highs. I don't know what else they would be looking for uh, at this time. So it's, 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 it's an interesting dilemma, an interesting challenge. So as you can see, same situation, the trends have gone up uh, over the months when it came to or when it comes to Santa Clara County as well. Keep in mind, this is the average now is about one point, close to 1.5 million. It's a mix between single family condos and townhomes. And this is the average price point in Santa Clara County as we speak. So it's very interesting data. This is as recent as in yesterday. Now, the one thing that I looked at this time around that I didn't look at before, and I'll continue to do a little bit more uh, research is related to SF. Now, the, the ability for me to extract the number that goes pending, number of inventory, number of new listings, uh, a week is is a little bit more difficult because the MLS on our backend is different. So I'm figuring out ways to actually be able to extract that versus San Mateo and Santa Clara County. So hopefully I'll get that to you by next week. But at the very least, I was able to extract the average prices because you saw the general trends of the previous one, San Mateo County, Santa, Santa Clara County. You saw it was actually an increase of prices, right? The data shows it. It was very evident. But for San Francisco, what is interesting was uh, the prices were relatively flat in March. It shot up pretty high in April and then it went back down in May, whereas the other counties and other areas actually all increased at this time. So it's very interesting to see what will happen moving forward uh, in, you know, as we wrap up May, what happens in June. You know, I'm really hoping to be able to extract the those actual raw data to be able to share that with you guys. But it is an interesting trend as in where others have increased, San Francisco has decreased. And so I personally notice that as well, where when I run comps and run other figures, other counties, they're generally flat, if not a slight increase over what has sold over the last few months. But when it comes to San Francisco, I do see more price reductions and more uh, properties sitting on the market longer. So it is very interesting for sure that the that the uh, there is an, an aspect of the outflow of people or the lack of interest of people moving into the city. Now the question is: Is this a short term blip? As in, is this one of the best buying opportunities for San Francisco, or is it a systemic problem? 
Uh, I I do not know. Nobody knows for certain because there's San Francisco has its own charm. There's a lot of good reasons for people to uh, to move there, and things are starting to open up in terms of restaurants and in terms of things to do. So it will be interesting to monitor that. I will keep monitoring this myself uh, over the weeks, and hopefully I'll be able to extract this information. Well, that wraps it up for this week's market data and market uh, updates. Of course, if you have any questions, I'd love to help you personally. Feel free to reach out anytime. I've been uh, very lucky and very fortunate that through these insightful uh, reports, a lot of people have gotten a lot of interest and a lot of confidence in working with me. So do not hesitate to reach out. Happy to talk about your situation, whether you are ready now or you're ready in three years. I'll, I'll be around and I'll continue to share these, these updates. So any questions, let me know. Uh, on Tuesday, I'm still not sure of what video I'm going to do just yet, but uh, I will release another Tuesday tip video. And uh, hope to see you at the next one. Have a good weekend. Bye now. Hey, podcast world. Thank you so much for your support. I do post at least three shows a week. If you like the content, please leave a five-star review, smash that subscribe button, and share it with your friends. Looking forward to have you back at the next one. Bye now.